Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're chatting all about gratitude. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Steffi. What's up, Megan? Not too much as per usual around here. Around these parts? Around these parts. I uh, I went to the coffee shop and worked for a little while today. And I have not done that since, like, 2019. It was nice, huh? It was, yeah, it was yeah. really nice. It was kind of bizarre, but it was really nice. I, like, saw someone I knew, which actually doesn't happen as often as I would think it would. Um, it's not very often when I'm out and about that I see someone I know. Alex sees people he knows all the fucking time. He's, like, his dad in that way. <laughs> I very rarely see people I know, but I actually saw someone I knew and hadn't seen in a really long time and got to say hi and, like, give them a hug. It was nice i started going to the coffee shop on sundays to do work and it has been awesome and i'm trying to figure out how to add that to more days yeah um, it's kind of difficult a good day for it too because it, they tend to be a little quieter there on sunday afternoons so i started yeah so i don't go in the after actually go like around 11 mm-hmm. so like between i go from like 11 till like maybe two o'clock and after the like early the like Sunday morning coffee, mm-hmm. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to go there more because I get I got so much done both times that I've gone. So now I'm like I just need to I just need to ditch all my family and go during the week, which is and terrible parenting. But that's fine. I had a shitload of other errands I had to run, so I didn't stay very long because um, I had some other stuff that I really needed to get done. But I stayed long enough to like get some stuff written and I definitely was able to do that faster just like there it was nice yeah (laughs) and I don't because I don't really often have people in my home bothering me when I'm trying to get work done but like you do Mm -hmm. Um, but it was still it was just like a nice little change of scenery and I you know my tea and oh it took me back to the took me back to the before times <laughs> it, was, it was nice it was nice it is nice because i am because i'm off work this week so I just, just revel to, in it yeah i am reveling in it you guys i start a new job next week as you listen to this i will have just started my new job but as we are recording i start a new job next week and i'm really excited about it it is so exciting. I'm excited I'm so for excited. you. I'm very excited. I'll be building an influencer program at a brand that I really love and use. And it's a new thing for them to do influencer work. And building programs is something I really love to do. And I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. Also, can I just say that when you look at, like, when you go on um, LinkedIn and look at like the people page on their their whatever LinkedIn profile, um, it is just a sea of diverse faces. And That's I lovely. Love that. I love it so much. I love it so much because when I was looking at you know potential like some other job listings I would go to websites and look at their like team pages or I'd look at their uh, people page on LinkedIn and it would just be like white faces white face white faces white faces white faces I was like I don't know that I like that so I really love that I'm going to be working somewhere that has a sea of diverse faces makes me happy 
Plus, working for a brand that you already enjoy has got to be yeah. really great. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. So that's that's what's new around these parts. New job. I am taking the week to dig around a little bit. It's great. I'm here <laughs> for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Some might say I have a lot of gratitude around it. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I was really I had, hoping I had something to say there, and I, I I was really hoping for a better response to that segue, man. <laughs> I was like right there, and then I waited too long, and then I did have I, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, in case it wasn't uh, clear enough from our awkwardness, we're talking about gratitude this week. We are talking about gratitude, and I think uh, well. Lately, it's been something that people have paid a little bit more attention to, partially because of, you know, the whole first responders and everything like that. I think mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, um, we don't necessarily show a lot of gratitude. No, we don't. But also, like, so there's, like, I think there's a funny balance, right? It, like, there's, you're, we either are not showing enough gratitude, I think, in general, or we are being told that we have to show like all of the gratitude so for example like I actually had a friend who was talking about this on their Instagram stories not too long ago about how they were raised in the south and they were raised to write thank you notes and they were raised that you write thank you notes for everything whether you're like actually thankful for it or not you have to write a thank you note for everything and that as an adult she's like I still write thank you notes but I just I write the thank you notes when I am genuinely grateful for something and not just because I'm supposed to write the thank you notes yeah because I think forced gratitude like that's not real gratitude if you're forced to thank people for things right and so I think there's either like we are either feeling like it's like forced gratitude or we're just sort of like forgetting to express gratitude for the things we really are thankful for or i do think there's another option here for all of us uh extremely awkward introverts and in that we kind of don't know how to do it without feeling super weird yeah i think there is that i think that because that i know i I know for myself that I wish I could express gratitude more often, um, except I am a cold, hard bitch, and (laughs) I have a heart of stone, Uh, and it gets really awkward for me because I, like, want to thank people, but also, like, I don't feel comfortable opening that door of feelings. Yes. I Which think makes with, gratitude hard sometimes. I So, okay. So, let's talk about this. So, not about the fact that you're a cold heart bitch. Um, <laughs> but let's that's talk about... That's another episode. That's a different episode. Let's talk about... Um, because I think... You know how there's, like, love languages? Sure. I feel like there's, like, gratitude languages. Or they, like, go hand in hand in some ways with love languages, perhaps. Um, because I don't think that... Like, I think that we're conditioned to believe that, like, showing gratitude means that you are, like, A, writing a thank you note, or B, like, literally saying the words, like, thank you so much for this thing that you did um, in, like, a very just robotic way. But I think there's lots of different ways that you can show gratitude based on your personality. And so, like, for you... I know with you, you very rarely will just, like, straight up say, like, Steffi, thank you for doing blah, blah. Like, sometimes you do. But um, with you, I know that you are most likely going to do something for me. Like, you often show your love and gratitude towards me for things that I have done by, like, reciprocating in some way. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think when you really know someone, like if you don't know someone very well, you might not pick up on that. But I think when you know someone really well, like 
you have to kind of just be clued into how do they show gratitude? We know each other very well, though. Yes. So that's different. I feel like it's very different for um, for us as opposed to, you know, if I'm trying to show yes. gratitude to somebody I don't know as well. Yes. The other thing, you know, what? I've had to remind myself about that at work. Um, I mean, even like recently, because I, I think sometimes, again, like sometimes I'm really good about just saying like, thank you so much for doing X, Y, Z. Um, but I am not always, I sometimes as a manager, I'm not always the best about it or I'm not always the best about, um, just like acknowledging when my, my reports do something, um, just like above and beyond or something like that. And I can, I can see that they've worked really hard on that. And like, I, I, I feel gratitude for it, but I don't always, I'm not always the best at vocalizing it. And so that if you don't know me very well, it could look like I am not grateful or I don't give a shit when I do. And so I've had to remind myself even recently, like, especially depending on the personality types of the person that I'm working with, like they may really need to hear, Hey, I see that you went above and beyond on this project. Thank you so much. That was really awesome of you. You did a great job. Um, they may like literally need to hear that in order to feel valued and to feel um, like they want to do that again. So I- I've had to remind myself like I need to I need to just be better about vocalizing some of those things. Yeah, I think we all do. I think. It's interesting because, you know, I, I'm one of those people at work where I, I do want to be thanked if I have, you know, tried really hard, if I've gone above and beyond, but for some reason, if I'm just doing whatever, like a menial task that's like Mm -hmm. super easy and is just very self-explanatory and I just get it, like those kind of things, I'll... I used to get thanked for those kinds of things all the time. And it drove me insane because I was like, this is just part of my job and I'm just doing this and it's not a big deal. Like I I, right. I sort of got that people were appreciative of me doing it. But also I was like, I just am doing it. Like I just, I don't need you to thank me. It's a you very also, strange line that I have. Yeah. I have also seen you be publicly thanked for something and almost die of just like crawling in a hole and covering yourself up like I have seen witnessed that with you (laughs) well the other thing I know that you like to be thanked privately and not well to bring it back around though to when you were saying how your friend was writing thank you notes just because you're supposed to write thank you notes right a lot of time when you have a public thank you Mm -hmm. it kind of feels like that feels like the forced gratitude thank you it feels like a forced gratitude thank you know if because it's public so therefore they kind of have to thank you right and that's partially why it feels really awkward and also I don't like attention on myself so right (laughs) but yeah it's just it's really I do think that is that's an interest that's an interesting point that you make about that um and because now that I'm thinking about it like you're right like there is something so much more meaningful about someone coming to you privately like later and saying like, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for your hard work or thank you for whatever it is instead of the like, well, here we are in front of a bunch of people. So like, thanks. Well, it's a fine line, right? Because you also want to feel appreciated by your whole team. Right. So it's nice to know that, it's nice to have your boss or whoever, like, basically inform people that you they think that you did a good job. Right. But it's it's just a kind of like a weird balance of, like, when do you bring in other people and then who are the right people to really be bringing into that situation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, like, how much of it is performative versus how much of it... I think, you know, again, this is like something that I think about as a manager a lot, like how much of it is just like performative versus how much of it is actually genuine and like might actually 
help the person like in furthering their career um like i am more likely if my direct report like is doing a really good job on something rather than like being rather than just like talking about it in a room full of whom whomever um i try to be like really specific about who i'm mentioning it to and who i'm um expressing that in front of as like the stakeholders that matter in that person getting a raise or getting a promotion or just getting other opportunities. I don't know. I I always try to think like, is this making them feel good or making them feel weird? And is it performative? Is it to make myself look good or feel good? Mm -hmm. Or like, is it actually like, can I also take this as a moment to show the people that have a, have some power in this like person's future like are am I also making sure that they know how grateful I am and how hard this person worked like I think right. there's a, I think there's a few different things at play there I agree because sometimes sometimes it is performative and is more about making you feel good than making the person you're thinking feel good and that's really not a great look <laughs> we should probably avoid that look so, okay, so the other thing I, I kind of wanted to talk about here was, so I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I am a big proponent of the concept that you can feel multiple, often conflicting feelings at once, sometimes about the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to talk about, like, the, idea, the concept that y- you can be thankful for something and not necessarily be thankful for everything about it or all of the circumstances that brought you to that point. Cause I think that there's a lot of, um, in this sort of like good vibes only kind of world that we often live in right now. Um, I think that there can be a lot of this I have gone through all of these trials and tribulations, but I'm so grateful for them because they brought us to the person I am today. And gross. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) Like, all right, all right. Let me give you an example. I am so grateful for my daughter. I am so grateful that I get to be her mother, that I get the honor and privilege of parenting her and raising her and seeing the adorable, wonderful, smart human being that she's becoming every day. I I could not express my gratitude enough for that. However, I'm not really grateful for the infertility and the grief and the trauma, like the medical trauma that ultimately kind of had to happen for us in order for us to get to the point where we're parenting our daughter. Right. Like, I, I don't, I don't think that I have to be grateful for like, I'm so grateful for my infertility because without it, I don't know if we would have adopted and then we would like, bleh. like I can be so grateful for my daughter and also be like fuck that infertility man I really could have done without that even though I know that one led to the other I get right, and aside, I don't f- as- go ahead aside from aside from the infertility you also had multiple other struggles along the way to getting her right and becoming her mother right and those were also not awesome. <laughs> no. Yeah. There was like just a lot of hard things on the path yeah. to, and I would do them all again. Absolutely. Like I want to be so clear. Absolutely. No questions asked. If I had to do them all again, I absolutely would if it led us to her every time. The end. But I'm also not over here like, yes, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. I'm so grateful for all of the trauma. Hooray. (laughs) Like, I think we could just maybe like not have to express gratitude for our traumas and mask it as this like, oh, I'm so grateful because it led me blah, 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 blah. It helps me grow as a person. It it helps me grow. And like, I think 
I think I might be particularly sensitive to this because I grew up in the in a in a church where it is often so expected that you express some level of gratitude for like the trials and tribulations you've walked through because they're a part of your testimony. Blah 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 blah. And so I think, you know, like, oh, God's hand was in all of it. Like, whether you that's what you want to believe or not, like, I just, I, I know that never like vibed well with me growing up. I was like, I don't really want to have to be grateful for the trauma. Thank you. So, and I think that could be really damaging to people. Like, there are people who really do struggle with, I had all of this trauma, like, sometimes really, really, really terrible things. And I'm expected to act grateful for it because it's all part of my testimony. I think that expectation can be so damaging and we need to like break from that. I think it's a lot to hold, have to hold on to as well. It's so much to hold on to. It's so much to hold on to. So I think, I don't know. I think that we need to like learn how to, how to separate those two things and to sit in a more of a space where we say like you can feel gratitude for where you're at in your life without having to feel gratitude for all the trauma that happened that maybe had a hand in where you are now mm-hmm. so yeah you might have you might have ended up in really great point d but mm-hmm. points b and c from a might have been horrible. really horrible Right. Right. <laughs> doesn't mean that you need to negate your horrible experience. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I just, and I don't know. I just, I feel like as humans, I talk to so many people that they've been told like, well, you, I, you're, you know, you, you are happy. You all in unhappy or positive vibes only, blah, 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 blah. And they just, they forget that like, it's it's okay to have some conflicting feelings there. Like even I've talked to, like I have some friends, for example, who really struggled to get pregnant. They got pregnant and their pregnancies were really, 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 really hard. Like they were so sick and felt so horrible. And I would talk to them because infertility friends and they would be like, I am really struggling because I feel horrible but also I know like I should just be so thankful and grateful that I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm like those two things don't have to like those aren't mutually exclusive. They can coexist. Right. And I can Especially. see the light bulb turn on every time. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, you can be so grateful that you're pregnant and you're about to become a parent and that you get this experience and all of those wonderful things and also feel like shit. And kind of want it to be over. Yes. I mean, oh, I can. Pregnancy is so rough as it is to try to be hiding those feelings. Yeah. It's it's a rough ride, you guys. Like, (laughs) you're kind of lucky in a way that you did not have to go through it. Um, oh, I say that all the time. I say it all the time. Anytime one of my pregnant friends is like, oh my God, I just had this experience or yeah. this like symptom. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe that infertility wasn't so bad. <laughs> maybe that's the part of the infertility I can be grateful for. <laughs> right? Barfing every day for 10 weeks. You could be grateful for not having that. It's awesome. That's totally fine. Ah. One, one little bit. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I just, in doing this episode, like obviously wanted to, to talk about how we do or do not say thank you and all of those things, but also just really wanted to acknowledge that like, if you're really going through it, don't let anybody have to tell you, like, don't let, don't let anybody tell you that you have to feel grateful for it because it's going to shape you into who you become or if you've come out of a trauma don't let anybody to like try to tell you that you have to feel grateful for it if you don't because you don't so (laughs) there's that I know that I definitely need to practice gratitude in general in my day-to-day life 
um, especially when it comes to my kids. Ooh, that's a good because, one. Because I'm trying to teach them, you know? Like, you're trying to give them a foundation for life and, like, <laughs> helping them figure things out and everything. And if you have kids out there, you know what sometimes it's a struggle to show your gratitude <laughs> for the thing that you have asked them to do 15 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. especially, and it goes in reverse too, because kids don't show gratitude toward their parents in general. And I feel Until like Until is- they get to be like in their 20s and they have their first apartment and they realize how fucking much their parents did for them. And then they come back and they're like, I'm so thankful and I'm sorry I didn't say I was thankful when I was living under your roof. <laughs> right. I didn't realize everything that my parents did and bought for me. And Right. Yeah. Uh, looking the bills they paid. Ten years from now when, when Reese realizes all of the things that we do. I'll, I'll call me when, the, when he comes crawling back because I'll pop some popcorn in. I mean, he's probably just going to live in our basement. It's <laughs> We're trying, I mean, he might go to school here, so if he does, then it would make sense for him to live in our basement, but. Yes, but otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) But it is hard. It's a struggle because you want them to do the thing that you're asking them to do, so giving people gratitude is good reinforcement for people to want to do things, especially kids who, uh, until they get to a certain age at least, they generally love being helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of it's definitely something that it's like a muscle you have to work at it every single day Yeah, to be able to express that to them and not have it even if it with your kids it might be a little bit more performative mm-hmm. however they're it's listening for- Right. (laughs) They're always listening. That's because it's more of a, it is really more of a teaching opportunity. Yes. Yeah. I think also, Um, like, and I think there are so many levels to that. Like, I think, like, you are showing your gratitude to them, and I think that that's really important for them to see, like, hey, my parents see me, and they see what I'm doing, and not not in just, like, a... He sees you when you're sleeping, creepy Santa Claus kind of a way, but like they see me as a person, um, kind of a thing. Like you're showing your gratitude, gratitude to your kids. Mm-hmm. You're showing them that they need to say thank you for things. Like they are showing them that they need to show gratitude, but mm-hmm. also, like if you in front of them like thank other people or you thank them for something that seems small but was maybe unusual for them to do or you know whatever it is like you're also showing them all of the places in their life where there are small moments of gratitude like I think there's there's lots of levels to showing your kids what what it means to say thank you for all of the everyday things and also like what true gratitude can really look like. Also, I think it's important when you are like, say you're out in the world. This is something that I do with my kids all the time when I'm out at a restaurant or at a shop or something. I definitely make an extra point to thank the people that work there. Oh, mm hmm. I feel like that's a great place to show your kids gratitude. Yeah, it's not just because, you you know, depending on where you are, they might be working a really crappy job, but, like, it's nice to be thanked mm-hmm. during the day. And so I think letting them know, letting your kids know that you should be showing appreciation for these people that are bringing you your food or ringing you up at a store or something like that. It's kind of just like a really, I feel like it's a really basic level of decency. Yes. Teaching your kids how to be friendly to people. Yeah. How to be friendly to people and also how to be polite to service staff, like any sort of service worker. Yes. 
because so often they're seen as the low man on the totem pole and like well they're Mm -hmm. being paid to do that for me like there's so much of that attitude I I think less since the pandemic because we all really wanted to be able to go to the grocery store and they were the people that made that possible for us Um, but there can be such an attitude such like a Karen attitude about service workers Mm -hmm. Um, and just teaching your kids like whether you're paying for something or not does not make you better than somebody else and you should still make sure that they know you're grateful yeah 100% agree with that (laughs) the TLDR of that is teach your kids how not to be a dick to the waiters or the cashiers or whomever oh my god yeah don't be a dick don't be a TLDR don't be a dick it was kind of funny the other day, though, because we took we uh, we took the kids out for dinner, and um, it's taken a while for Reese to feel comfortable ordering for himself at a restaurant mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I'm not really sure what the reason is, but <laughs> he ordered for himself this time, and he. I said something about it, and he was like, yeah, I stopped feeling weird about it once I realized that all I had to do was tell them what I wanted. (laughs) And then say thank you. And I was like, yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. (laughs) Yeah. So like little, just little life lessons is just really funny on the day to day, but I always, we always, I, I I feel like when I actually, when I go to to places and I start thanking the service people, I feel like I thank them too much. I will thank them every single time they come to the table. And bring water. Yes. And they bring water or like Mm -hmm. they take the menus away or (laughs) like literally anything. I will thank them. (laughs) Yeah. And like. Having been the service person, having been the the waitress, you get better service when <laughs> you are nice. So be nice to your service staff because they're going to be more attentive to you and you are going to get your water glass filled more often. Yeah. And thinking the people at the grocery store, I mean, I, I also engage them when they are like, how are you? I don't like have a whole conversation with them, which you guys, I don't like having conversations with people I don't know. I was telling Stephanie so the other big. day about how multiple people at the farmer's market were trying to have conversations with me, and it was like eight in the morning, and I could not handle it. However. I, I, that is still so hysterical to me that every single person you interacted with at the farmer's market was like, you know what? This lady, she looks like she wants to have a full conversation with me. She's at the farmer's market at 8 a.m. She's a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed lady, and she wants to be cheerful. <laughs> And happy with me. Together. <laughs> in the rain. It wasn't raining yet. I got home before it rained. Oh, thank God. <laughs> it's been raining but, a lot here, you guys. <laughs> but even for somebody like me, like, I can manage the small talk in that kind of situation to help the people feel like they're appreciated. Yeah. And that they're not just a drone scanning my groceries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think that there's lots of opportunities for all of us, whether we have kids or not, to just model that kind of gratitude to the assholes around us. Hopefully those assholes are not our kids. That's what we're, we're, trying. That's what we're trying. That's what we're trying to prevent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that you brought up demonstrating gratitude to your kids because I think that that is that is really important and they don't have to be your kids either guys if they're a niece or nephew whatever mm-hmm. a neighbor's kid a friend's kid that you interact with a lot you can still like model those things i just find it works so much better than being the person who's always who is always like now say thank you Mm-hmm. Which I still have to do sometimes with my kids because they don't understand compliments, which I have no idea where they would get that from. <laughs> but they, I still have to explain, like, now you say thank you. And they're like, okay, 
Because usually yeah. someone will say something to them and they'll say, okay. I'm like, that's. <laughs> yes. I have, I okay. Have... I, I understand. Mm-hmm. I get it. I've witnessed this a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but I think also it helps, you know, it helps when you, you, you mentioned the thank you note thing. Like maybe your family does thank you notes. My family does not do thank you notes partially because I'm really terrible at remembering to do them. Yes. And so I'm not really going to be the one that prompts the kids to do them. Right. And my husband is definitely not. Right. So right. having to find other ways are, is important, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there is an, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. And whatever that looks like for that other person. Maybe it's baking them cookies, dropping them off, like... For some people, that's a great way to say thank you for something or I'm appreciative of you. Or for some people, they would be like, they would be super grateful to get those cookies. And so they're like, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather have that than like a note that you felt weird about writing. And so then I feel weird about getting. I would definitely take cookies. Totally. As gratitude. That would totally. be awesome. I, I do that a lot. I bake for people a lot. Like if they've done something, um, you know, like I was in a pinch and they watched the baby or I don't know, whatever it is. Like, I mean, I by that logic, I owe you approximately 13 dozen cookies. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. I just, I'll, if I'm baking something or like if I, I made zucchini bread the other day and it made two batches and I took a loaf across the street to our neighbor because A, she's my friend and I like her, but also she had just like watched Eden the other day uh, when I needed somebody to watch her. And so I gave her some zucchini bread. I just think that's a better way to say thank you than like a, a note card too. Like, what are you going to do with a note card? You feel really nice reading the note card and then that takes 20 seconds uh-huh. but if i make you a loaf of zucchini bread you can feel good for days that's true what happens when you get caught in a gratitude cycle though so <laughs> so your friend watched Edie, and so to thank her you made her zucchini bread but now your friend is going to be like oh she made me zucchini bread and it was really good and now i need to thank her so then she'll have me across so the street a, for a glass of wine. And right? then if you give a mouse a cookie, he'll want. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I, I mean, as long as there's an exchange of food happening each time. Kind of down with it. Yeah. Maybe, you don't, <laughs> maybe it's fine. <laughs> like if that's the kind of circle I can't get out of, that's I'm here for it. <laughs> You're like in a weird email chain. I, I think we've all been in this weird email chain oh. where like you're just constantly thanking each other. Like yes. nothing else has progressed in the conversation. It's just multiple thank yous. Yes. <laughs> thank you for this. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Th- no, thank uh. you. <laughs> you hang up. No, you hang up. Yeah. That is kind of what it feels like. The, it the really email does. equivalent of, yeah. <laughs> And then if you're like the the third party that's trapped on the chain. Oh my God. And you keep getting uh, CC'd every time. And you're like, if these fuckers do not stop popping up in my inbox, I swear to God. (laughs) Uh, Because then you have to file the email or delete the email every time. Oh man. I never delete emails. Well, I do delete emails. Let me be clear. I delete spam emails but like for work stuff I archive everything I like have a very specific filing system and so when it pops up and then I have to like actually go put it back in the folder because it's stuck <laughs> in the thread in gmail oh my god so annoying I hate it it's so annoying it's the worst <laughs> <laughs> okay so one last thing um and I think this kind of goes, this goes a little bit with what we were talking about earlier of like, you don't have to be grateful for everything. How do you feel about like where people will give advice of like, before bed, write down 10 things you're grateful for. How does, how do you feel about that stuff? I think that if you are trying to 
you know, maybe be more present in your life Mm -hmm. or if you're having a hard time and, um, that's something that helps you, I think go for it. However, I think for some people, it could cause them to spiral, Mm -hmm. especially if, you know, if it's a certain number Mm -hmm. that they are supposed to get to and they can't. Yeah. Or if they just can't. Like, if it's just a really shitty day, sometimes you don't feel grateful for anything. Right. And that's fine, too. Right. Um, I think it's, I think it, on the one hand, I think it's a good practice of, like, remembering the good things that you do have. Mm-hmm. But I also worry that it, it promotes that same sort of, like, a good vibes only right. thing without further reflection. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. I, uh... Yeah, I don't like the, like, oh, we have to write down a certain number every single day, blah, 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 um, for all the reasons you just you just mentioned. Um, and, I, yeah, I think it could cause people to spiral in a lot of, like, negative ways. Um, but I actually had a therapist, um, my new therapist recently, she basically, like, kind of reminded me that gratitude much like you were just saying, if it can like help you further reflect on your life, like thinking about things that you're grateful for can be a good, um, just a good practice. Um, whether you're like meditating, it's just like a good mindfulness practice. Mm -hmm. And that, I, I would think that was a really good reminder. Um, that mindfulness is not always just like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to not think about anything. My brain will be blank because for so many of us, (laughs) it's just not going to happen. Um, but like starting to think about like list some things that you're grateful for, even if they seem really small and like insignificant, that that can just be a good part of that mindfulness practice that maybe you're trying to implement. Yeah, I think if I were to do it, I would pair it along with uh, what Corey was talking about last week with just basic journaling. Yeah. And like getting that all out on paper instead of a list. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I know that if you're thinking of those, if you're being mindful, thinking about things you're grateful for, you're going to think of, you know, the reasons why you're grateful. You're going to think of, you know, memories or whatever tied to those things. And you might, you know, feel, feel the bug to start writing a lot of things down. Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, if it's part of journaling, I think it's definitely a good idea. Well, there you go, guys. There's your permission. But don't feel forced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. Here's your permission to do it. But don't make it feel like a forced homework project. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like forced homework projects when it comes to my feelings. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, thank you. So, Megan. Yes, ma'am. Not to have any forced gratitude. But what's bringing us joy this week? Well, today, my older son and I went to go see Black Widow. <gasps> How did you like it? I liked it a lot. I, I was too. I was happy with it. Um, I, was, I don't remember when it was supposed to come out. Last year? Last spring? I don't yeah, a, a thousand ago. years ago. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've been waiting forever for this movie. Um, and I was very happy with it. So uh, it was good. It was, I guess it's the second movie that I have seen in the theater now since things have opened. But uh, my son had not gone to the movies since January of 2020. <laughs> It's a while, especially when you're 13. It's a long time because we used to go to the movies a lot, like mm-hmm. all the time, um, just because it was close to our house and we would, we would go and it was cheap. And especially during the summer, we would go a lot. Uh, so it was nice. Just the two of us went and the seats at our movie theater recliners. So it was nice and comfy. <laughs> Got some popcorn. He got a slushy. Oh my so. gosh. Did he just have a ball? He was so happy to get a, a slushy. He was probably I sad thought. I didn't let him have the giant size, but that's fine. <laughs> he was like, they were like, do you want twenty four or thirty two ounces? I'm like, twenty four is 
fine, crazy oh lady. <laughs> quart of slushy. <laughs> I know. 24 ounces is huge anyway. It's like, I know it's oh. a long movie, but come okay. on. <laughs> but we went to the movie. It was great. There was only like four other people there because it's Tuesday. Uh, right. But pro tip, you guys. Tuesdays are always cheaper at the movie theater. It's like five bucks. Maybe it's different from where in different locations, but it's five dollars all day long. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing! You could see we, like two and a half movies, maybe even three movies for the price of yes, one normal ticket. Yes, exactly. So we always try to go on Tuesdays because it's so much cheaper, and then we spend all the money on snacks. Because uh, we I mean, would spend fine. that anyway, so it's fine. Um, and then we went and had lunch together, so it was nice. I don't really get to spend a lot of time with him because he's a teenager and he sleeps till noon and wants to play video games. And... He wants to play video games all the time. Doesn't care about mom anymore, so it's good. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. Uh, we watched it on Disney Plus on Sunday. Really liked uh, Black Widow. I. I'm in a couple of Facebook groups and white men are shitting on it. And I'm like, nope. I was not, I'm not surprised. So nope, we, nope. <laughs> but no, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, we both, uh, we both really enjoyed David Harbour's performance. Yes. He was funny. Reese I like really that the last him. time we saw like a, uh, we saw anything with him as Stranger Things, he was like in Russia. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then he's Russian in this movie. I was like, Stranger Things in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It was interesting to think about because there's an end credit scene um, that makes more sense if you have seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, the TV show on Disney+. Plus. Um, but also, it was interesting because they introduced this character and when you think about Black Widow, it was supposed to come out like over a year ago. <laughs> You're like, oh, I actually should have met that person. A long time ago. A long time ago. Interesting. It's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. Her is amazing. I love her character. It's, have you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier yet? I have not. Um, oh, I think we just talked about that. You know, I haven't watched. I haven't watched any of the Disney Plus um, Marvel stuff. Um, I I was thinking about watching Loki. Um, it's good. Yeah, we uh, we've seen all of them. I recommend them. I think. Um, I think they're trying to tie them all into the movies and the movies tie yeah, back into them. So I think kind of like you kind was, of have to watch them now. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was getting the sense that that's kind of, that was kind of what was happening. They were like adding them into like the full cinematic universe, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because I, I have never watched all Marvel movies. Um, I've watched... Like a lot, all the Avengers, a couple of the Thors. I've watched a couple Captain Americas, but I haven't like sat and watched them all. So occasionally there will be like plot things where I'm like, I think that's referring to something I haven't seen. (laughs) I don't know who this person is. I'm just going to roll with it. So sometimes the gaps of knowledge are like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And then I end up like on Google in the middle while I'm watching it, like trying to fill in the like, who's this character? What's their superpower? How do they connect? Help me, Google. Help me. It's fine. I have seen all of them and I'm there's still some things that pop up where I don't know what they're talking about and I still have to Google it because then it turns out to just like some random person that they have only had in the comic books and they haven't oh, introduced uh-huh. them in the movies yet, but they yeah. put them in there like you're supposed to know about them because a lot yeah. of people do. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not alone, even though yeah. you haven't invested 40 hours of your life into watching the movies. I do want to do that at some point because I, I, I do enjoy most Marvel movies, um, but it just it just does not happen. So, but anyway, what about you? What's bringing you joy? Um, earlier this evening, <laughs> so we got. Uh, Edie a little learning tower thingy um, for the kitchen. So like you pulled up the kitchen counter and you she can stand in it and it's got the little thing so she doesn't fall off a step stool. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. So we have that at the end of the kitchen counter and 
sometimes I'll plop her in it, like especially if I'm prepping dinner or doing something in the kitchen while she needs to be eating dinner. Um, I'll plop her in it and she'll eat her dinner or whatever. Or I'll plop her in it and she has like a, there's a small mixing bowl. And, like, there's a little Eden-sized spatula that we have. And so I'll give her those. And, like, I've shown her how to stir. And she, like, helps or whatever. So tonight while she was eating dinner, um, she was in there because I was working in the kitchen. And she, like, had her meal. And then she, like, pointed at her mixing bowl. Like, she wanted her mixing bowl. So I gave her her mixing bowl. And then she proceeded to, like take a bite of her dinner. And then she, like, put a bite in the mixing bowl and grab her spatula and stir it around. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'd move it back and she was just like cooking up a little storm and it made me so happy because she I mean I know she's like mimicking a lot of the stuff she sees Alex and I do but just like she asked for her mixing bowl so she could cook she's just so cute it was so much fun <laughs> she's a very busy little girl these days uh yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to drop something off at the UPS store earlier <clears throat> And there was a mom and a grandma and then, like, a teeny little baby in there. And the the mom was checking out and the grandma was sitting with the little car seat. And I walked in and I was like, oh, my God, so smushy. Oh, my God, I missed that phase. And the, and the grandma was like, yeah, she, she doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of what I miss about that phase. <laughs> Just keep them in a seat and they just lay there. They just lay there or they'll like you lay them on your chest and they'll just sleep for hours and not move. <laughs> it's really amazing. So, but no, that she is, she is incredibly busy doing so many things. So she's really fun right now too. It's like all of her, so all of her words that are popping out. It's hilarious. Her. Yeah. This week we added, uh oh, uh oh (laughs) that was that was more fun than when we added no a few weeks ago yes although sometimes it is kind of funny though because sometimes i'll ask for a kiss i'll be like edie can i have a kiss and she'll go no (laughs) she'll like think she'll go "Mm, no (laughs) like and you're like well you're in charge of your own body so i'm glad that you are aware of that and I, because I'm always like, okay, but it's also just hilarious because she does think about it sometimes. Edie, can I have a kiss? Mm, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not right now, Mama. So, she's she's funny. Well, next week we are having a repeat guest, our friend Chloe, to talk about emergency funds. Yeah, we loved having her on the first time, and so she's going to come back and talk to us about what a lot of um, people think are sort of that building block of financial freedom. So until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSA Podcast or send us an email at I'd Rather Stay in Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Bye.